Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Jane was off at one of her counselling sessions when the prodigal son returned, so I didn't get a chance to introduce them till I got home from work. I dreaded what I was going to find, but as I came up the garden path, I could hear Jane's throaty laugh echoed by Daryl's enthusiastic yelps. When I entered, the kitchen was warm and bright. Jane was at the stove resplendent in a heavily embroidered salwar kameez, wooden spoon in one hand, wine glass in the other. Daryl was seated at the kitchen table, wrapped in nothing but a bath towel, sucking on a beer. Daryl and Jane stared at me, as if they were trying to remember who I was. Hi, Mum. Daryl looked relaxed and glowing, all the bristles and creases of our morning encounter smoothed out. You didn't tell me you had such a gorgeous son, purred Jane. She brushed up behind him and ruffled his hair. Come on, handsome, how are you making out with those carrots? Uh, is this small enough? He held up a sample. She leaned over his shoulder to scrutinise his efforts. Not bad, it'll have to do. Did my eyes deceive me? My son chopping carrots, voluntarily, with a smile? She ruffled his hair again. His hair was wet. Her hair was wet. As far as I knew, it hadn't rained for days. I need a drink. Pour your mother a drink, Daryl, there's a love. He sprang up from his chair. Red or white? I felt like I'd walked onto the set of some frothy American sitcom. I dropped my bag and kicked off my shoes, pulled out a chair, sat down and accepted the glass while I waited for further direction. Or a copy of the script. I hope you don't mind spicy, Jane said to Daryl. While you're away, I've been educating your mother about North Indian cuisine. This is a traditional biryani with a garlic pea rice pilaf. I learned how to make it from a gorgeous Sikh guy I dated briefly back in the 80s. After dinner, Daryl and I sat on the porch, swatting mosquitoes, while we watched Jane hanging out the washing. She bent and stretched over the basket, pulling out her skimpy knickers. My tired undies... Daryl's huffer t-shirts and denim shorts. I noticed there were no bathing togs in the lineup. So, where did you go swimming? Yeah, just round South Head. Nice. How's the water? Amazing. It's like being in a jacuzzi. Well, that's what Jane said. <laughs> Many people round? Nah, we were the only ones. Nice. Oh, you should have seen Jane, Mum. She just leapt out of the car and ripped her gear off, dived straight in off the rocks. She's a powerful swimmer. Her body is amazing. Can you believe she's nearly 50? 
We watched Jane drop a sock, retrieve it with her bare toes and flick it back up into her hand. It's probably DNA. Some people went out in the genetic lottery. Oh, don't kid yourself, Mum. You could look like her if you wanted to. I reached for my glass. There's a moth drowning in it. Possibly, I conceded. But life is not just about appearances. Jane had finished with the laundry and was performing a series of yoga postures. I hear this job's going in Kiri at the pack house. Daryl didn't take his eyes off Jane. <laughs> How the hell am I going to get there? Last time I looked, I didn't have a car. I poured the bedraggled moth into a pot plant. Oh, you can come with me. I don't mind leaving early. Yeah, it's crap money. Jane reckons I can get more on the dole if I ask for my entitlements. She says I have to be a proactive consumer. I'd rather you were a proactive member of the community. Jane was performing a vigorous set of jumping jacks. God, Mum, listen to you. Look at Jane. She's a real free spirit. On cue, Jane flounced across the lawn and up the steps with the empty washing basket. <laughs> Look at you two, so serious. Come inside and I'll show you how to dance the Kathakali. A lovely chap in Kerala showed me the moves. I picked up my glass. <laughs> Sorry, Jane. I've got an early start. Lying in bed with the cat snoring softly on my chest, the exotic rhythms of tabla, sitar, incense and laughter wafting under the door. My son's words echoed hollow in my head. That's right, of course. What was the point where I'd given up, stopped taking chances? Was it during those years when I was watching first my grandmother and then my grandfather draw away from life, grow frail and shut down? Or had the rot already set in years ago? when Daryl's dad moved out and left me foundering. Bend your knees lower! Centre yourself into the earth! Behind the music, I could hear Daryl's muffled protests, Jane's laughter. In the weeks that followed, I observed my sullen, resentful son transform into an energetic, positive young man for whom nothing was too much trouble. Mow the lawn? Sure thing. Paint the bathroom. Where's the paint? Your turn to cook dinner? No worries. I've been dying to try out this thing I saw in Jamie Oliver. Daryl never did make it over to that job at the pack house in Kirikiri. But I chose not to bring it up with him again. I didn't want to spoil the magic. Anyway, Jane was right. Between the both of them, their benefits and add-ons allowed us a comfortable standard of living. The moment the scales fell from my eyes was the night they burst in and startled me out of sleep by switching on the overhead light. Hey, Mum, look at us! I looked at them. They swayed fuzzily in my vision, their arms round each other, exhaling powerful blasts of Pinot Noir. It was something like 3.15am. Can't wait till morning. Look at us! I looked. They glittered under the naked bulb. Oh, is it Halloween? That set them off into hysterical laughter. <laughs> Can't you see? We're the Bobsy twins! 
She dressed him up in one of her psychedelic caftans, painted his face with her lipstick and shadow, backcombed his long, straggly hair into a towering diva do. She was wearing one of his Slayer T-shirts, his drop-crutch jeans several sizes too big for her, her hair slicked back into a quiff. She handed him her phone. Go on, take a selfie! They pouted and preened in delight. Quick, put it on Instagram! He hesitated. Oh, what are my mates going to think? But anyone could see he was proud to be standing next to such a babe. Never mind the age gap. I pulled the pillow over my face. Talk about putting your head in the sand. The next morning I made a conscious choice to ignore the three empty wine bottles stacked next to the compost bin, the tinsel and feathers scattered on the floor, the untouched bed in the sun porch. But you can't sneak any mood change past the girls at work. How are things with the flatmate? Yeah, oh, she's okay. But I'm starting to think now that Daryl's back, it might not be such a good idea. She's starting to take advantage. Harden up! It's your house. The long drive home allowed me plenty of time to rehearse what I was going to say. But when I pulled into the driveway, Daryl was there, shoving a chilli bin into the back of Jane's car. He told me he and Jane were going away for a few days. All right for some people, I said, slamming the door, playing the martyr. I watched his smile fade. This is what I mean. We don't feel welcome here anymore. You're making Jane uncomfortable. She's making me uncomfortable. I wheeled the trash bin out of the garage and made a big thing out of transferring all their empties into the boot of my car. He watched me, wearing his old sullen face. I don't know how you can say that, he said. Look at all the stuff she's done for you. Everything I could have said would only make it worse. So I cuddled the cat and watched as they loaded Jane's car with a pup tent, sleeping bags, a primus, a carton of food. I heard the clink of bottles. I heard the music start up. Heard their laughter as they drove away. The house was eerily quiet that night. I'd got used to falling asleep, not to the mantra of the moorpork, but to the interplay of their voices coming through the wall, muffled behind the drone of some box set. Now I lay stiffly in bed, feeling like a failure. Again. The next morning I resolved not to drown in self-pity and regret, decided to work it out by symbolically reclaiming my ownership over the garden that Jane had progressively colonised with her found sculptures, her whimsical pathways and fanciful plantings. I put on the headphones and cranked up the lawnmower, retreating into the comforting world of mindless toil. I didn't notice my neighbour Marie coming into the yard, not until she planted herself right in the path of the mower and held up her hand like a traffic warden. Through the veil of my sweaty goggles, I could see she was bristling. I set the motor on idle and slipped the earmuffs down around my neck. Oh, Marie, sorry, I didn't hear you. She squinted towards the house. On your own, are you? Just for a few days, trying to catch up on some chores. Her gaze darted like a fantail from the lurid birdbath, the twisted metal sculptures, the crazy paving paths. Place has certainly got away on you since Sharon and Peter passed. 
I wiped the sweat from my eyes with my sleeve. The motor idled. I waited patiently. I see that son of yours is back. Yeah, he's uh, had a change of plan. She gave out a combination of snort and sneer. Hmm, I see that. Where is he? Camping trip. Is that woman with him? You mean Jane? He's kindly offered to show her around the north. My explanation appeared to provide her with an excessive amount of amusement. I reached down to check the level in the tank, buy myself some time. Have you any idea what they get up to when you're gone? Here we go, I thought. I wondered about cranking up the motor and running over her feet, creating a diversion. I think it's disgusting. What's disgusting? Oh, wake up, woman. What do you think they're doing all day? I hauled myself wearily onto my high horse. I don't think it's any of my business. She didn't take the hint. She must be twice his age. Just as well Sharon and Peter are not here to witness this. I experienced a surge of outrage, drew myself up to my complete wombat height and attempted to compose a suitable comeback, some pithy barrage that would scorch the old bat. Trouble was, I could only agree with her. The day Jane and Daryl packed their stuff to move out, I hid in my room. I had held it together all through their breezy return from their few days away. The initial confrontation, the furious denials, the bullying, the manipulation and the tears, maintaining throughout what I thought was a successful balance between hurt and righteous indignation. Now I lay on my bed with the bloody cat cruelly kneading my stomach and stared up at the rather filthy ceiling while I listened to them crashing about, slamming doors, tipping things into cartons and making endless trips back and forth to Jane's car. Then it went quiet. I wondered for a foolish moment if they were lingering just outside the door, waiting for me to come out and hug them both, tell them all was forgiven, to please not leave. But of course they weren't. I waited for an hour, lay in hope long after the mournful drone of Jane's car was swallowed up by an overwhelming silence. When I emerged from my room, feeling my way along the hallway in the dark, it was only to trip over the hungry cat twirling around my ankles and end up on all fours. <laughs> Luckily, there was no one around. I picked myself up and turned on the light revealing the very scenario that I had feared. There was the kitchen, a clean, hollow space, stripped of all the colour and style and energy that Jane had brought, however briefly, into my life. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. 
Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.